welcome to Around the A-Sun. Around the A-Sun is the newest podcast for the newest conference in FCS football. Now let's send it to your hosts, Will Seiler and Brandon Owens. back SES fans nation to another episode of around the ASUN and just like the intro said this is the newest podcast for the newest conference in FCS football if you've been following along for the last few weeks we've been uh, previewing some done uh, football teams and we're actually taking a trip to the big south today to uh, preview the Kennesaw State Owls um, and if you're not familiar with the ASUN you do uh, you might not know that they're joining the ASUN football conference next season but before we get into that, my name is Will Seiler. With me, as always, Brandon Owens. Brandon, how you doing, man? I'm making it. You're making it. That's a I'm good making thing to it. Do. That's the name of the game. Just to live to see another day. Um. Well, it's been a kind of crazy week for both of us. It's been first week in grad school for you, right? Yep. Uh, I basically got slammed with assignments like my first day. So we uh trying to get all that squared away and have time for myself and do what I usually do every like <clears throat> going to the gym and everything, trying to balance all of that. Right. I just uh just finished up my second week in medical school and had our first quiz today. So we uh, it was kind of the first graded assignment, so we were. I've been studying all week, and it's nice to take a break Friday night, talk football. Uh, we're not too far. Yes, we're. Let's see, first game of the Sun Conference will be Jacksonville State's game on September second. September second is that when it is? Yep, September first. Oh, first September first. Okay. It's on my birthday. Oh, okay. That'd be a good big win for you if they got it. But uh, so like I said this week, and if you can't see the background, we're talking Kennesaw State football. And so why don't we jump on into it? Let's uh, start talking some Al football. So um, first, if you're not familiar with Kennesaw State, very Graham, uh, head coach, Brian Bohannon. He's in his seventh season at Kennesaw. And uh, if you don't follow Kennesaw State football, they are one of the most successful upstart programs, I would say, in college football history. Would you agree with that? I would agree I mean, with that. 52 and 16 in seven years. Uh, the success spe- speaks for itself. 2016 and made it all the way to uh, the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs, something that you know a lot of teams haven't done. Lost to uh, Sam Houston State, who that year was the sixth seed. And then in 2018... They uh, they got the four seed in the playoffs, beat Wofford in the second round, and then lost to go to state in quarter. In 2019, made it to the second round, but uh, did get a playoff win over Wofford. Last year in a modified spring season, Owls went four and one, two and one in Big South play. So not a whole lot to go on versus last year. Or uh, when speaking about last year, they beat Shorter College, beat Charleston Southern, beat Dixie State, Robert Morris, and then lost to Big South champion Monmouth. So uh, this season, though, that's what we're concerned with. We're talking about. That's the exciting part of uh, today is that football's close. Uh, they're preseason number two in the Big South behind uh, last year's Big South champion, Monmouth. 
And so uh, we're going to go ahead and jump right into it, talk a little impact players. So, uh, Brandon, who's who's somebody you're excited to watch from Kennesaw State this year? I went with the place kicker, Nathan Robertson. <clears throat> in 2018, um, it wasn't a, like a huge season for him. I, I think he it was his freshman year, so he was just getting started. Um, he was perfect on PATs, 4 for 4 uh, perfect on field goal attempts, uh, two for two, and had a season long of 24 yards for um, um, a field goal. And then he was on the kickoff team. He was on the kickoff team for uh, two years, his first two years. In 2019, like I said, on the kickoff team, uh, fantastic sophomore season. Uh, went 68 for 70 on uh, PATs and then went 10 for 14 on field goals. and. Um, had a season-long uh, field goal for 40, uh, 46 yards. And then last year, or in the spring, he was he, f- he ended up on the All-Big South first team, was 19 for 19 on uh, PATs, 5 for 7 on field goals, and a season-long of 44 yards. And then for his career stats, uh, just impressive. Uh 91 for 93 on PATs, 17 for 23 on field goals with a career long of 46 yards. So this guy is very accurate. He 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 rarely misses uh point afters or field goals. He's just very very accurate. So I I'm I'm interested to see what he's going to do especially in uh Kennesaw having three or four four big games this se- this season. So I'm interested to see what he's going to do on the special team side. Specialists are near and dear to my heart. That's, uh, I was a specialist at UCA. So uh, I think that I understand as much as anybody that the kicking game is absolutely more important than people think. And uh, having a kicker uh, like him that is active enough, throw him out the game situation but also has the leg to uh to know that you know if you get down past the 30 yard line you're going to score um that's big time for a coach and uh i'm sure brian bohannon appreciates the fact that he's got a leg he can depend uh, know that coach brown at uca is uh for me i kind of went you know you went kicker we've done a lot of we've done a lot of skill positions so far you know a few wide receivers a few defensive backs running backs I didn't go. I didn't go skill position either. I uh, even though every position on the field obviously has skill, I went to, to the big deal in last year. He uh, was an offensive tackle number fifty-five last year. Uh, one some things that I noticed about him had some watching his highlights. Quick feet. He's a little smaller as an O lineman, but that fits the offense. You know, offensive tackles playing in an offense that Kennesaw runs. Um, if you don't watch, if you haven't watched Kennesaw State football, they uh, they run the ball a lot. A lot of triple option. Um, small alignment like that fit the offense. You know, you don't need, um, you know, big offensive tackles that are going to pass set every other play. You need uh, guys that can move their feet, you know, bulldog mentality that can dig out, um, you know, a defensive tackle and also make their way to the second level, take out a line at the same time. Uh, and somebody can do that. I watched uh, a lot of his highlights against Monmouth last year. And, um, he he's one of those guys that'll take out a DN and a linebacker in the same play. And uh, anytime you can do that, the triple option offense, you're going to, uh, you're going to be able to bust some big plays out. 
He was all Big South first team last year. Uh, Kennesaw had the top rushing attack in the country. No surprise there. Um, and like I said earlier, he's got a bulldog mentality. He's not afraid to stick his nose down in uh, in the first level and then work his way up to the second level. So uh, that's who I picked, Jake Laster. Shout out to you, leading uh, staying in the trenches, leading Kennesaw to an outstanding rushing attack. Uh, and then somebody that we both ha- had on our mind that we wanted to mention, give a shout out to Isaac Foster. Uh, he's a running back, uh, punt returner, and also kick returner. He's all Big South as well. He um, but for him, I believe it was on a special team side that he actually made it. That's where he's kind of um, made his money as a Kennesaw State player was on special teams. And uh, so somebody like that, that's definitely got a chance to uh, play at the next level if you're showing out on special teams. And uh, if I remember right, he had like 14 yards per carry in 2019. He had 500-something yards on like 30 carries. I mean, it was insane. The dude's a 14 yards a carry in college football. I don't care what offense you're in. That's insane. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, some guys we wanted to shout out The keep your eye on this year for Kennesaw. Um, there's obviously others, but those three stood out to us. So uh, now's our favorite time in the show. Let's preview the 2021 schedule and uh, pick some games. Well, uh, I'll run you through the schedule first. Open up at home against Reinhardt, a uh, lower division opponent. Then two away games at Georgia Tech, at Wofford. Home for Jacksonville State, Hampton, and North Carolina A&T. Travel to Campbell. Come home for Gardner-Webb. On the road at Robert Morris in North Alabama, and then finish out the regular season at home against the defending champs, Monmouth. So uh, I'm ready to pick some games. It's my favorite part of the podcast. If you're ready, yeah, let's do it. And just, I just want everybody to know a little disclaimer here. This could change week to week. We're going to pick games every week. I mean, if Kennesaw comes out and loses to Reinhardt first week, I'm not going to pick them to beat anybody else. But no. If they go beat Georgia Tech week two, well, I'm going to pick them to win a lot of games. So uh, let, that, that changes every week. I don't want everybody thinking that this, you know, I'm going to contradict myself after week one when I decide somebody's not very good. But uh, so just a little disclaimer there if you were wondering. So uh, week one versus Reinhardt, I don't think there's much disagreement here. They're going to get a win week one. It's, I got the owls. Yeah, I, uh, I hope. Uh, week two going to Atlanta to play Georgia Tech. Uh, you know, that's a game that I wouldn't consider a um, a likely FCS over FBS win, but I will say it's possible. But it's, you know, if I was a betting man, I don't think that I would put money on Kennesaw State to knock off Georgia Tech. So I'm going to say they lose that game. Yeah, I'm going to go with you. Um, and, like you already said, these could change. <clears throat> um, but I'm going to pick uh, Georgia Tech in a close one. Oh, close one. I like that. Uh, going to Wofford week three. I, uh, I'm going to say they, they beat Wofford. Uh, I believe they beat Wofford last year. So I'm going to say they get the, get the win this year as well. Um, and I mean... I think that's a game that is a 50-50 almost for me. It was actually 2019 that they knocked off Wofford, not 2020. But um, I think they will uh, knock off Wofford this year. Yeah, the past two times Kennesaw has played Wofford in the playoffs, uh, they beat them. So I'm going to pick the 
Owls. I mean, it's going to be a good matchup. It's triple option against triple option. Yep. Um, so a lot of running. Uh, I expect this game to be super short compared to other football games. Um, but I got the Owls. I tell you what, it's fun to watch two triple option teams play each other. Uh, I um, I'm from Searcy, Arkansas, and if you don't know, if you're not familiar with the state of Arkansas, it's where Harding University is, and they run a triple option. So it's always fun to watch two triple option teams play each other, or even just an inter squad scrimmage, because the mentality on both sides of the ball is the same. And mm-hmm. even a defense that has to um, go up against a triple option offense and practice every day is different than a defense that's used to defending the spread um, during practice, a little more hard nose, a little hard knocks. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, it's fun to watch. And so that's a game week three that I'll be looking forward to watching. And uh, I mean, schedule out an hour and a half of your day. Cause that's as long as it's going to take <laughs> but, at most uh, two hours. Yeah, for, I mean, if you're looking for a, uh, if you're looking for a game to watch on TV in between two other games, that's, that's the one to watch. Um, week four, Jacksonville State. I have a feeling I know how you're going to pick it. And uh, I have this down as a prove-it game, as Chris Hammond has started using the terminology on the FCS. Um, I have it down as a prove-it game. I think that uh, it's re- it's prove-it game for both sides, honestly. Um, now, if one team comes in 0-3, then maybe not. But um, I think that if Kennesaw beats Jacksonville State, then, hey, you know, I haven't taken a step back and, uh, you know, maybe favorite in the Big South. But uh, I do have them losing uh, to Jacksonville State at home. I think Jacksonville State gets up for that game and uh, comes in to Kennesaw and wins. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I got the Gamecocks in this one. Sorry, Owls fans. Um, and don't call me a homer. I have logic behind this. Uh, JSU just defends the run extremely well. I mean, they did in the in the spring, and I don't see that changing at all going into this fall. So, sorry, but your triple option is going to get shut down because of our rushing defense. Sorry. I'll say this. I said it, I think, last week on the uh, uh, Jacksonville State preview when we were picking this game. Um, like, like you just said, the rushing defense for Jacksonville State is um, stellar and, or, or, or good enough. And honestly, that's what you have to have because I don't see Kennesaw. If you shut them down running the ball, they can become one-dimensional. And when you're one-dimensional, you get beat by decent teams. And so I think Jacksonville State, a little more athletic, a little bigger. I think Jacksonville State's defensive line, like I said earlier, even with all-conference, all-Big South um, offensive linemen, they're smaller. And, you know, if you if you can block well, it's all about angles in that, op- in that offense. But if you can load the box and shut it down, then – that's all you got to do. So uh, I say Jacksonville State wins that one as well. I'm going to go ahead and say they went comfortably. I think that that's a game that everybody will get excited for, but uh, Jacksonville State comes in and wins by a couple scores. So, uh, yeah. Next up, we've got a home game against Hampton. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Kennesaw State wins that one uh, without too much issue. You agree? Yeah, I agree. Hampton Hampton's not to the same caliber as Kennesaw State. No, I, I agree, and I feel like we talk about that a little bit every now and then. I didn't mean to diss Lamar fans last week when I said your team wasn't very good, <laughs> but they're not. They aren't. Uh, <laughs> um, and I'm not saying Hampton's not good, uh, but like you said, they're not up to par with uh, a team like Kennesaw State. So uh, right. yeah, get a win that week. 
This, in my opinion, this next week might be arguably the best game on the schedule for Kennesaw State. It's a conference game. That's what makes it a little bigger, in my opinion, than the Jacksonville State game. And it's against a on-the-rise, up-and-coming North Carolina A&T. And I have this as absolutely a 50-50 game. I didn't put it down as a prove-it game in my notes, but it absolutely is, as you alluded to before the show. Mm-hmm. Um, whoever wins this game, depending on, depending on how Monmouth is, um, if Monmouth slips up early in the season, whoever wins this game will situate themselves very nicely in the Big South to go win the conference. I think North Carolina A&T is going to win. Uh, I think it'll be very close. Um, this is one of my, I don't want to say hot takes because like I said, it's a 50-50 game, but I'm going to say North Carolina A&T comes in to Kennesaw and gets the win. See, for now, <clears throat> especially since it's a home game for Kennesaw and the hype around North Carolina A&T coming into the Big South to be able to compete to get into the playoffs, for now... I'm going to pick the Owls to win. Well, uh, it wouldn't be a good show if there was not some uh, some discord between the two um, between the two personalities. And so I, I think that's a good thing that we're not picking every mm-hmm. game the same. So no, uh, and like I, you I, said, like you said, a lot of these games could change. A lot this, of these games could change. There's a lot of toss up games on this schedule. This is absolutely the the first schedule that we've done. This is the fourth episode, but first schedule that we've done where I've had just a whole lot of trouble um, picking some of the games. I feel like when we did the Central mm-hmm. Arkansas preview, when we did the uh, Jacksonville State preview, and even some in the Eastern Kentucky, I felt pretty confident in most games. Now, you know, with Central Arkansas, Jacksonville State, Central Arkansas, Sam Houston – um and a few others i had some toss-ups but this was definitely there were a lot of 50 50 games here and we're not done with the 50 50 games so uh we'll get to a couple more here shortly but until we get there going to campbell week after north carolina a&t uh love the camels roll humps but uh guess all state wins that one yeah easily sorry campbell i love your mascot if you uh if you know any campbell fans please Get them into the FCS Fans Nation page. They are absolutely everybody's favorite team. Um, and and... Uh, dude, I'm telling you, I hope Campbell wins every game they play, unless they're playing UCA. But uh, see, I li- I like the Long Island Sharks. Ever since they announced that mascot, they became my favorite FCS team. Well, I don't know. There's something about having a mascot with two humps. It's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I think Kennesaw wins that one pretty comfortably. And then a uh, week after that, Gardner Webb. I don't think they'll have any problem with Gardner Webb, um, at, especially at home. So uh, Kennesaw gets another win. Yeah, I, I think the only thing I'm going to say about this is Gardner Webb really surprised some people in the spring. Um, definitely did not play um, like they used to because they used to be like the gimme win. They actually challenged a few people last year so i i this is still going to be a win for kennesaw but it i don't think it's going to be a blowout like everybody's thinking uh 
I, I don't necessarily think a blowout, but I do. Uh, oh, Kennesaw get the win. Mm-hmm. Week after that, travel to Robert Morris. Uh, I wouldn't say any wins a gimme win, um, other than maybe Reinhardt, but uh, I'd say mm-hmm. Kennesaw doesn't have any trouble against Robert Morris. Mm-mm. I got I got the Owls beating the co- co- Colonials. Is that what they are? Uh, I have it's something like that. I don't know, but uh, I have I'm Kennesaw State good. winning. I take pride in that I'm pretty good. I could tell you most of the mascots in the FCS, but Robert Morris might be one of the teams that I can't. I know they're. If you uh oh goodness now I gotta think about it we're gonna I'm gonna look that up as we go through the next couple of games gonna <laughs> uh, buy um week after Robert Morris is North Alabama this is a game I'm uh pretty intrigued about because I'd like to see how North North Alabama is progressing um this will be a conference game even next year when both <clears throat> both UNA and Kennesaw move into the A Sun football conference. Um, and I think this is not necessarily, I don't think this is a toss up game, but this is not a cakewalk. It's hard to go mm-hmm. into, uh, it's hard to go into Florence and win. Um, I would say yeah. after the last three games that Kennesaw state had the UNA game, even though it's at UNA, it definitely could be a trap game for Kennesaw. Absolutely. And you know, North Alabama is one of those teams that I don't think, would be it, I don't think it would be surprising to look up at you know week eight and see that they're six and two, or you know we'll we'll get into their schedule next week. But uh, right, I think that this is a this is a game that, uh, like I said, I don't think it's a 50-50 game, but I I'll be interested to watch it, and um, my prediction will change as the year goes on. I'm sure, but just because Kennesaw is a little more. Um, I don't know, established. I don't know. It's, it's hard to say they're established in their eighth season, but um, in Division One, a little more um, experience at the level. I say Kennesaw State gets the win, even in Florence. Yeah, I, I'm going to go the Owls in this one, but I would not be surprised to, if I'm paying attention to the Kennesaw at some point during the game, I would not be surprised. I agree. Also, you're absolutely right. They are the Colonials. And hey, look at me go. Two points for Brandon for knowing uh, the Robert mascot. And uh, if you think that I'm dumb for not knowing the Robert Morris mascot, then so be it. Uh, like I said, hey, I was un- I was unsure. I didn't know for hey, sure that was their mascot. <laughs> if you want to uh, go toe to toe, naming mascots for a episode one day that's a segment that's that'll that'll be interesting that's a segment that's coming uh we're gonna quiz each other on mascots and so if you want to see that let us know i think that'd be fun that would be fun a little bit of mascot trivia uh moving on from north alabama we have the final regular season game of the year and that is against what um or that is probably what most people would say the biggest game of the year in the Big South Conference, and that is Kennesaw State coming home to take on Monmouth, the defending Big South champions. Um, based on last year's result and the fact that Monmouth is not losing a whole lot, 
they are expected to be just as good as they were um, last year. I'm going to say Monmouth gets the win. Um, you know, this is one of those games. It's hard to pick the last regular season game of the year, two weeks before the season starts. But if I had to do it right now, somebody held a gun to my head and said, I got to pick it. I'm saying that Monmouth gets the win. Um, the, to me, this is more of a 50, 50 game than the NCANT game. Okay. So it, it's really hard for me to pick, but if I had to go, like if like right now, it's probably going to change, but going off of like history of seeing how, how each program has grown, I'm going to pick Monmouth. So I, I think that puts me at one, two, eight and three. Is that right? I got him at eight. Yeah, I believe so. I've got him at six and five. And you picked him to beat North Carolina AT. I think you have him at seven and four. Because the only I think the only game we were different on was North Carolina AT. Well, that would put four losses for you. Oh yeah, I have him at seven and four. I'm an idiot. I can't count. I'm in medical school, but I can't count. Um, I have him at seven and four. Uh, <clears throat> so I got him at eight and three. I've got him at seven and four. Um, but I do have my overall regular season prediction anywhere from six and five to nine and two. Um, and the reason I said nine and two and not ten and one is not because I don't think they're capable of beating Wofford, Jacksonville State, North Carolina A and T, North Alabama, and Monmouth. It's just that I don't think they'll beat all of them. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's not that they're not capable. I just don't think it's likely. Um, and so mm -hmm. give me anywhere from six to five, nine and two, but I'm leaning more seven and four. Um, after I count correctly, seven and four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I got, I, I think nine and two is the most I'll like the highest I'll go. And, um, I'll say five and six. Okay. I like that. Um, if they do go seven and four, depending on the games they win and lose, if they lose to Georgia Tech, Jacksonville State, North Carolina A&T, and Monmouth, I don't think they make the playoffs because the wins aren't that good. Um, you know, you'd have a good win against, I guess, North Alabama and Wofford, but I don't think that gets you into the playoffs in a pretty deep um, Big South. Because I think if you lose some of those games, that means that North Carolina A&T and Monmouth were probably the two better teams. And I think that the Big South stays a uh, two-bid league. Mm -hmm. um, up from one in the spring in a reduced bracket size. But uh, mm -hmm. I say that they're a two-bid league and it would be North Carolina A&T and Monmouth. But, so I would say if they go 7-4, and four, they miss out on the playoffs. If they go 9-2, and two, I don't think they get a seed still. Um, depending on who the wins are, but I think they'd be one of those nine and two uh, teams that uh, miss out on the seed. Yeah, at eight and three, I got them going to the playoffs. Um, Big South will be a two bid, two bid league. 
I know over the summer I said it's a possibility they could get three teams in, but if you had to pick a team to get in the last, like one of the last four teams in, if you had a choice between a Big South team and an AQ7 team, who are you going to pick? You're going to pick the AQ7 team because they've been more tested. And I mean, it, it, I don't want to say, you know, definitively it's going to be an AQ7 because if you think about who are the wins, if, you know, somebody goes in the AQ7 and um, has, you know, no wins against Central Arkansas, no win against San Houston State, no win against Jacksonville State, but they win every other game, how impressed are you? I mean, if Stephen F. Austin goes eight and three, which ugh, they'd probably go seven or four if they can beat any three AQ teams who have an FBS game against Texas Tech, but say, say Stephen F. Austin had one win against oh, uh, one win against one of the big three out of the AQ7. Um, it, it comes down to who the good wins are, who the bad losses are. If somebody mm-hmm. in the Big South beats Monmouth, uh, beats Kennesaw State, and then you know beats North Carolina A&T, but then has one bad loss, I think that they still you know make the nod because wins are but it just all comes down to who beats who and who loses to who. So, uh, anyway, that's how I okay. feel about it. But, yeah, I think it can be probably, the, but probably I, the deeper conference. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have uh, Kennesaw getting past the second round, though. No. Nah, because I, uh, most likely they'll most most likely they'll be put in either – they'll be put either in – because we said JSU would get a seed. Um. They would probably be put in JSU's portion of the bracket, or they would probably get put in Sam Houston's portion of the bracket. Yeah. If we're doing it regionally, like or, there's no or, way. Or, or the who? committee goes full in, or the committee goes full NCAA, sends them first round to like Sacramento State. Please no. I mean, they'd get that win, but that those boys. I, I just feel for that. I just feel for them if they have to make that trip. I just don't know what to expect anymore. I don't know. From the NCAA getting sent. Montana, second round. And then, uh, I don't know. It's not really uh, complete for this podcast, though. So I'll, I'll shut up. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I have them. You have them. I have them missing the playoffs. Uh, gut feeling. You there? Hmm? Oh, I said I have them missing the playoffs. That feel. Yeah, I have them making the playoffs, but not getting past the second round. Well, that's fair. Well, uh, we appreciate you listening in to this episode of Around the A Sun. Hope you enjoyed this uh, preview of Ball State. If there's everything you need to talk about when we're uh, talking about teams, or especially as we move into the regular season and start doing the weekly podcast. Uh, let us know. You can join our uh, Facebook page. Just search for Around the A-Sun podcast. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Around the A-Sun. And then don't forget to uh, join the FCS Fans Nation uh, Facebook page. I totally misspoke last week when I said 5,000 or over 5,000 members. It is actually up over 9,000, almost to 10,000. And uh, so I actually cut that number in half. Again, I can't count or apparently read. Um, but... 
we're uh, that's uh, almost a 10,000 member page. A lot of great community goes on there. We appreciate the FCS Fans Nation guys adding us to the FCS Fans Nation network. A lot of great podcasts uh, and shows coming on YouTube and on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, and we hope you like this one. Next week, we'll be talking some uh, North Alabama Lion football. Um, I still hate UNA because I cried in the bathroom in Conway, Arkansas as a six-year-old in 2004, five. You too? Um, you hate UNA <laughs> exactly. too? Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Any Lions I, fans listening to this, we are we apologize in advance. It's just your arrival of both of our schools. Sorry. Sounds like I'm picking the lines to go 11, but uh, we'll leave it up to next week to find that out. Uh, but like I said, cried in a UCA bathroom after we lost in the quarterfinals of the D2 playoffs. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll get more into that next week uh, against, even though you probably don't want to hear about it, I'm going to talk about it uh, because this is a show that I helped start and I can do that. So, Anyway, we appreciate you listening. Brandon, thank you for being on as always. Uh, we will see you next week. Check out the AQ7 Power Poll if you have not already. We'll be updating that weekly as the season goes through. And we'll be seeing you next week. Talk some lines with all. Have a good one.